The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. I'm Colin Matheson. Hey, everybody. Hi, fairy friends. Hope you had a good week. Hope you're just, you know, sitting there listening to us, maybe in your car with a delightful mocha, or you're in your kitchen drowning your sorrows away with a, a mojito. A mojito? A mojito. No, I want to know the weirdest place that someone's listening to us. Oh, yeah, let us know. Yeah. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I where, do you, where do you listen to us? Is it in the shower? Is it? That's real personal. Well, I don't care. But no, no let but us know. Send us a. I don't care either. You, I'm if, like, if I you, feel bad for you if you're listening to us in the shower. Why? That's a fun place to listen to a podcast. In the shower? Yeah, maybe not about Disney. That's true. Maybe a sex podcast yeah. would be good in the shower. He gently caressed her milky skin. Don't ever <laughs> say milky, ever, ever again, ever, ever again. This that is, is why that's we don't. A gross word. I know. This is why we don't do a sex podcast. Milky, <laughs> milky. That is disgusting. I don't know. I'm a the gay only, guy talking about straight romance novels. What am I supposed to? The only milky I like is Milky the Cow, which was, you know, this. I talk about it. Don't roll your eyes. I talk about on the on my radio show. Milky the Cow was a toy in the '80s. Milky the Marvelous Milk and Cow it was fabulous. It had a fake rubber udder, and he put a pill in his ass. <laughs> what? You put a pill in his ass? Or yeah, or I think it's in his mouth. You put a pill. No, you. I think you had it right. Yeah, and then you put water, and then it creates fake milk, and then you squeeze the teats. And milk would come out. I know. Here's the thing. You lived in Indiana, which I would think there'd be plenty of real cows cows. that you could go milk. There was a farm next to us. We lived in a cul-de-sac, but there was literally a farm. Yeah, I've been there. So why didn't you just walk over and milk their cows? I don't know. That's a really good question. (laughs) There's a bar. Oh, no, I do know. There's a barbed wire fence. Yeah, You go over or under. Have you not ever crawled over a barbed wire fence before? Colin, let us be clear. Um, (laughs) I shan't be climbing over a barbed wire fence. I was an indoor kid. Yeah, let's just let's be very, very clear. Here's a here's a commercial for Milky the Marvelous Milk and Cow. Listen to this. Oh. Here's Milky the Marvelous Milk and Cow. It's fun to milk her. Gonna do it right now. She drinks the water when we pump her tail. She's raising her head. It's milking time now. Her pretend milk is a feeling the pale. She drinks water. Milk. Milky the marvelous milk and cow. Milky the marvelous milk and cow with pretend milk tablets. She's from Kenner. Yeah, it was fun for about five minutes. Well, it sounds like a toy from like 1950, not 1970. Yeah, this is 77. Oh, 77. Let's get to today's topic, uh, which is a is a. It, it, this one will be fun to kind of not debate because you and I feel the same way, but this will be fun because I'm I'm. I'm anticipating people having other opinions. Yeah, we're going to get some hate mail on this one. Yeah, let's get started. Oh, that's the wrong one. I apologize. We should use this one. Today's episode is going to be Disney World versus Universal Studios Orlando. This is 
these are our observations from our last trip to Universal, uh, which was in December of 2020. We were 2019. 2019. We've and we've been to Universal a lot, but this is kind of a culmination of our feelings, and our feelings were kind of uh, not justified, confirmed during our most recent trip. So let's get started. I'll just kick it off. I'm I'm just going to talk about the difference in the level of refinement compared to Disney World compared to Universal Studios. And what I mean by that is there is just a level, not of class, but that's why I chose the word refinement. There's a level of refinement to the service, to the atmosphere that Disney World has, all of the parks, that is really missing from Universal Studios. And I get the the, the rawness and the the kind of more modern feel of Universal is appealing to some folks. I don't, I don't mind it, but there's just something missing at Universal that Disney possesses that's really nice and really welcoming. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough because it is so many different individual franchises thrown together in a mishmash of a park that I think that's it feels a little disjointed, and because of that, you lose some of that charm and history and character and magic. There's a lack of cohesiveness yeah, to the park. Like, the storytelling isn't isn't present like it is with the Disney park, ex- with the exception of well, the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The individual lands are great. Yeah, you know? Dr. Seuss land is good, too. Well, and Jurassic Park, and it, yeah. feel, it's a, it feels good when you're in there. The problem is, like, going from place to place, and, like, this is the biggest thing for me is more of, like, City Walk and the Universal Studios. Not Island of Adventure, but Universal Studios. When you're walking around there, it is... And it started as like a, it's supposed to feel like a movie studio mm-hmm. when you're on a set. Which was big in, when it was created in the 70s but, and 80s. But that's not their vibe anymore. No. And so it feels really just kind of disjointed. And random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you guys don't know, and most of you are listening to this, you enjoy theme parks. So you know there are two theme parks at Universal. Universal Studios and then Universal Islands of Adventure. And... Universal Studios was the original and it was supposed to have that backlot feel. It doesn't really that doesn't really feel like a backlot anymore. It just feels like a bunch of buildings with rides in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I they've gone away so much from the initial concept that it's kind of like how Hollywood Studios was for several decades after they abandoned the 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 behind the scenes atmosphere. People and people still claim that Hollywood Studios is listless and with in without of a mission. They've they've accomplished that last year with the change of the logo, the new the new mantra, which is live your movie adventure, live your I think live your I think it's live your adventure, which is great. But Universal still doesn't have that. It doesn't feel connected. But I also think that Disney should change Hollywood Studios' name to be like Hollywood Adventure. We talked about that one time. Yeah. Because it's not a studio, and it, like they don't have the. They used to have the same thing with like the back lot, and mm-hmm. it was a working. It was studio. the initial concept. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. They've gotten rid of the great movie ride. They've gotten. They're going away from all of that, and so I think fine, change the park name then. Yeah, I I also just think, in terms of Universal, they also have some intellectual properties that just seem kind of weird to even be there. Like Look, what the Cartoon Land with oh, Blondie yes. and. 
and comics that haven't been relevant. Yeah, Popeye and olive oil. And uh, characters that haven't Dudley do Dudley do right. And it just seems like what are they doing? It, it they're so modern in so many ways, and they have some great intellectual properties. They have they aforementioned Jurassic, and they have Seuss, and they got Harry Potter from from Warner Brothers, but it. And, and and they have the Simpsons from now Fox and Fast and the Furious and blah blah blah, but there's just some areas that just even their Marvel Land, because we won't get into the weird. Well, I was just gonna say we we talked about this too, and I don't know what the ongoing arrangement is, but now that Disney owns Fox, that means they own the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's an arrangement then that they lease that to Universal. Well, yeah, they or, have to honor. I'm sure that agreement. Well, no, that agreement was signed well before Disney ever closed the deal for Fox. But will it expire and then The Simpsons will close? And then the other one, as we've talked about before, is Marvel. Yeah. That it's goofy. I'll let you go through the specifics of it. They have the rights to the comic versions of the Marvel characters this side of the Mississippi. That's why you'll never see a, th a Marvel theme park at Disney World. And you will see one at Disneyland because of a contract that states on this side of the Mississippi. This is, I can't believe this is true, but it is. Uh, there can't be a Marvel theme park that's not at Universal. So, and that's, I think that's through the next 20, 25 years or something like that. But anyway, so lack of refinement. Now let's just talk about kind of the, and we've witnessed this on more than just this recent trip, the cluster F-ness sometimes of Universal. And specifically in this case, we're going to talk about the Express Pass, which unlike Fast Pass, you have to pay for. Yeah, it's a pretty penny. It's it's expensive. It's it, it's really expensive. They're, it's called the Universal Express Pass. So they've got a couple different options. You can do the plain old Express Pass, which gets you into whatever, any ride that has an Express Pass line, which is just like a separate line that's shorter. And there's one that gets you on each of those rides one time. Yeah. And then they have an unlimited one that you can just ride it as much as you want. So I think the... Regular Express Pass is like $60 or something. Mm -hmm. And then the other one's like... 100 know, Yeah, close to 100 Yeah. On top of your ticket price. Yeah, you, you still have to buy a ticket. And like we said, if you're going to both parks, you need a park hopper ticket. So Universal can really add up on that price tag. So our complaint here is this. Now, I will preface and say we were there at the holidays. But that, that withstanding, because... We've been there in the non-holiday seasons when this has occurred. We were at uh, uh, Hollywood Studios, and we went to go to Diagon Alley. And we were there, and we wanted to go to Gringotts Ride. And we went, we have the Express Pass because we have, we're annual pass holders, so after four we get in. So we, we got in line for the Express Pass, and we... We walked in and immediately it doesn't look like you're in the express line. And this kind of goes back to my thing with the lack of refinement. We walk in and, and it's confusing. Because some rides have literally like a separate And this thing does too. With but, a with a sign over it that says express pass entrance. And this does too. But the minute you walk in, they they take you to the left to an area that looks like it's just as long of a wait as the normal line. And everyone's wondering where you, every, everybody was asking the one employee, is this right? Is this for the express pass? And he had to keep telling, he had to keep telling people, yep, to the left, to the left. And then we got 
down this hallway and we, we went outside and the wait for the express pass line was an hour. It was, I think it was longer than that. Okay. I was being conservative, but it was at least an hour and people were getting really frustrated, which leads me to the question. And if anyone knows this, please educate us on, on the comments. What is their threshold? Like, what is their what is their um, algorithm or what is their system with giving ex- access to express passes? Because that is ridiculous. I don't know if there is one because they I don't think there has to be of some sort. Well, they probably have a certain number of express passes that they sell in a day, and they did sell out this day. I will say this: I overheard the woman, but they don't have any way to regulate how many go, how on, many each go ride. on each ride at what time. Which is the good thing about Fast Pass. At Disney, because yeah. Fast Pass, it's you know they have a quota for every hour that this many go out. So your ride, so your wait is never that long. But they don't have that at Universal, no. And so everyone at the same time can decide to go on Gringotts like they did this that this day, and it just led to an hour, hour, fifteen minute wait. And you have people that rightfully so are bitching that they paid. This extra hundred dollars, and everybody know you got the price. Is that where you were looking up? Yes. Okay. Um, what? No, I was wondering why you were grabbing your phone. I'm like, oh, bitch, yeah. we're doing a podcast. Well, no, where did it go? I had the one, a two park one day ticket, and now it's gone. Um, I want to say it was one seventy five. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's why I hit one. <laughs> or I hit the wrong number. It's all right. Yeah, one seventy five for just a ticket into the parks, and then if you want Express Pass, it's um. $90 for the unlimited or 75 for the regular. See, that's insane. And I mean, $250. Yeah. And you're still waiting an hour, hour and a half. Everybody that knows with fast pass and universal pass express pass, you're still going to have a wait as the people on the, um, on the Disney buses say, and you'll have a minimal wait. We all expect that, but an hour, hour and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't that much shorter than the regular line. There just has to be a better way. And and that just led to kind of us an eye roll of here we go again with Universal. Here's an, you know, it's just it, a yeah. long wait. We don't know where we're going. We have to keep asking, like, are we in the right spot? Like, it shouldn't be this difficult. Yeah. And there's also just, and look, I get that people have bad moods and Disney is Disney for a reason. But there's also just a customer service, a, a lack of customer service finesse at Universal compared to, to Disney. They they really need more cast member. I mean, I'm sorry. They really need, especially during the holidays, there was a def, there was a deficit of we, people. We were hunting people down because it was like, there is nobody anywhere. Nope. And, well, I mean, there's a reason that Disney has their customer service standards and people talk about that. And it's literally like a, a phrase in like pop culture of like, oh, you know, Disney. The Disney way. Yeah, that... They do it right, and you notice it when you're at other places. Because, yeah, just simple things. Like, do you remember that one time, I think it was two years ago, we went to the bar? We were trying to find a bar. <laughs> you would have thought we were we were searching for... The Holy Grail. The, or Noah's Ark or something. It was... you. I'm not joking. The rigmarole and the, the amount of looks we got just for the simple question of, hey, where can we get a drink at? And then when we actually found the bar, the lack of customer service yeah she's like i'm closed in five minutes what do you want yeah and i was like oh okay (laughs) well let's end on something positive do you have do we have any more complaints oh i'm sure 
Well, I know, but I'm just thinking before we break and come back with uh, like a review of Hagrid's ride. Yeah. Do you have anything? No. Oh, okay, good. So we'll end on a positive note. But first, we're going to take a break and hear from our good friends. We love them at Travel Leaders. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To start planning a magical Disney vacation with a Travel Leaders advisor, visit tvlleaders.com slash tfg. That's tvlleaders.com slash tfg. Do it today. They're great. We love Travel Leaders. Um, you can find them. We have a link on our social media. There's a funny picture of our of their, their team on our Instagram account. So go follow Two Fairy Godfathers today and make sure you show some love to Travel Leaders. Okay, you thought of... Uh, I lied, friends. I did think of another complaint. Of course I have complaints. Yeah. Um, the ticket system <laughs> at Universal Studios. Yeah, you're right about this one. Is the biggest pain in the ass in the world, and I don't know why they can't come up with something better. It's very archaic. So, the whole okay, explain yeah, it. Yeah, you, I'm sorry, my apologies. You get a a physical paper ticket. Like you a colonial person. Yeah, and um, that you wait in line. They scan it. They make you sign it, and then they take your fingerprint. Which Disney does the fingerprint too. But there's something the signing though. They signing it. And with an effing quill. Well, and having to drag out a ticket every single time when you're going from park to park and getting on the express pass, they have to scan it. Like all these different things. A physical paper ticket is just, I mean, what if you're going on a water ride? Yeah. What, what do you do? I mean, they sell those. Like, I know everyone's going to say they sell lanyards with like pouches that you can put. Well, I don't want to wear a giant pouch around my neck all day. Especially in the Orlando heat when you're already barely wanting to wear a bra yeah. and, and some t-shirts. And they, they want you to wear a damn lanyard. Yeah. And then the other thing, they have way too many methods of tickets. So you can do, you know, the physical ticket that you get at the ticket window. You can print them yourself and bring them. You can scan them on your phone. You might have like a one you bought at a charity function that isn't like yeah. a barcode. It's got a different thing. And you can do it all at the same window. No. I think if you have all those other situations, then you need to go to like Will Call and they'll give you a different, you know, they'll mm -hmm. give you the real ticket. Every time we're there, it doesn't matter what lane we pick, we always pick the slowest The wrong one. And people are, you know, we're there at Park Open and people are flooding in and we're stuck behind because they don't do what Disney does. Thank you. I was hoping you were going to say this. They need like a manager that's there for when there's problems, pull these people aside, mm -hmm. fix the issue, and let the lines keep moving. They don't they, do that. They don't. They just stand there. And the family of four people is arguing with the cat, with the, I see, keep saying cast member, with the employee that they can't get in. And the employee's like, well, try this finger. Okay. I swear Buster has a ticket. I bought Buster a got Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice accent. Thank you. Um, but they need like a manager that can pull aside and fix those problems and yes. keep the line moving. Because we were like third in line. Oh. And I bet we had to wait. What? It was probably only five, six minutes. But, but still. That feels like an eternity when everyone is flooding in and you're stuck there. Well, and you've made the commitment to get there early. Yeah. And then you're behind a family. Because we stood in line for an hour to get yeah. there early to ride Hagrid's motorbike ride. And so. then, you know, Mildred. Mildred can't figure out how why her ticket isn't working. So Universal, please get more managers stationed at your turnstiles, at the gate, at rope, and pull problem people aside. So yeah. the people that do know what they're doing, it's like TSA. Yep. It's like if, if there's a problem, TSA will pull those people aside and let the... It, 
please, Universal. Bottom line, more staff. Okay, so we've complained basically for 20 minutes about Universal. Let me say this. There's a lot to love about Universal. There really is, or we wouldn't become annual pass holders. But this one is specifically kind of our complaints. Well, and their annual pass is super cheap. Super cheap. So there are a lot. I, I Cheap is a relative term. I mean, it was still it, like, yeah. you know, 500 bucks or whatever, but that's way less than what Disney charges. Yeah, so, so. there are a lot of, and we love both Harry Potter lands. We love the Hulk. There's a lot to love at Universal. This particular episode, though, just unfortunately is about our, our most recent visit that was a little disappointing. Having said that, we're going to end with the positive. And the positive is Hagrid's magical bike. Uh, what's, what's the full name? Hagrid's motorbike. Magical. Something. Come ride my train or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hagrid, the new Hagrid ride. The people are Come ride my train. I don't know. That's a different, it's a whole different park. What's the, what's the full, it's Hagrid's. Stand by. Please stand by. I'll play a harp while we're waiting. Well, the app doesn't okay, go that time's fast. up. Okay, hey, I know. That's fine. No. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Okay, first of all, Universal. <laughs> okay, I, now I lied. I'm going to bitch one more time. That is too long of a name. I know. I knew it had magical creatures in it. I, I just okay. didn't know where. Why don't you just call it? It should just be Hagrid's, Hagrid's Motorbike bike. Adventure. Get on, Hag- yeah. Get on Hagrid's we bike. Don't, we don't need magical creatures. No, that's implied. You're going to see a unicorn. You're going to see a damn musical, a magical creature. We don't need it in the title. That's too That's too long. That's like Sears Roebuck. They had to eventually ditch the Roebuck, and it was just Sears. Let's just call it Hagrid's. Anyway, Hagrid's. Uh, we got there at Rope Drop. Um, we got on really quick. If we would have been smart, we thought about this, but we didn't. We actually could have rode it twice. Yes. Within an hour, but we didn't. We wanted to go on other rides, but then there was an electrical failure that shut half the park down. That's a whole other story. But anyway, so we rode it. Um, I was on, you know, there's a, a bike and then there's the sidecar. Y'all have seen the YouTube videos. Go look at the, the POV videos. Um, people have done great jobs. You can see with the whole ride. I was on the bike. Colin was in the sidecar. Kyle, ladies first. What was your, what were, what was your impression? Thank you. I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. You're a lady. Um, it is, it's cool. Um, it is really, really fast, faster than you would expect and really smooth, which I enjoyed. Um, and then probably more so for you because you're on the bike, because you're not in like a typical roller coaster car, you, as you're moving and like doing some of those sharp corners, you're sitting up and you're like exposed. And I'm sure that felt weird. It was disconcerting. I mean, basically you're on a motorcycle on a, on a roller coaster track. And as Colin said, I think it goes up like 60 to 70 miles an hour. Is that what you're looking up? I did, but okay. it says 50. Okay, whatever. It's really fast. It goes faster than some Ford Escapes that I've driven, or Ford Escorts that I drove in the 80s. I mean, it's really fast. And again, just, you've seen the videos. You are on a motorcycle, and the motorcycle is on top of a roller coaster track, which by itself is very unique. It is so, and it's unlike, this is such a cliche, but it really is. All the reviewers are right. It's unlike any other roller coaster you've ever been on. It goes backwards. It stops. It slows down to show you a scene. It has a couple, there's a drop. There's surprises. I mean, it's probably for Universal, other than Hulk. Hulk is just a good old-fashioned roller coaster. Well done, Universal. It's it's Rise Rise of the Resistance. Tower of Terror, I think it's absolutely in my top 10 rides in Orlando. 
Oh yeah, probably top seven, probably maybe even top five. Yeah, it's top, top five. I'll put it top five. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's- you didn't seem to love it. Even right now, I'm looking at your face. You didn't. You didn't seem to like it as much as I did. Well, we only did it one time. It's hard to compare. I mean, compared yeah. to like you know, if we're talking Tower of Terror, it's like I've ridden that yeah. five hundred times. So okay. Um, no, I absolutely want to do it again. I loved it. Okay. Don't don't misread me. Okay, I did. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you just didn't seem that excited, but that's all right. Okay, fairy friends. That's going to do it for us. Universal, we do love you. I don't want people to walk away, especially if Universal folks are listening. We love you. This one was just our gripes. We'll be back. Uh, speaking of being back, don't forget, Mondays are for fairies. Follow us today on Instagram to search for Two Fairy Godfathers. And if you want to get a hold of us or have a question, that is the best place to find us. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, fairy friends. Bye.